1: Good morning Cleveland, it's the show where Jack goes crazy, he gets naked and he dances around very excited, Jack how are you feeling? It's amazing, it's
2: finally happened, um, we're getting the band back together, we, we got John Johnson and now we've got the second half of the puzzle and that is my boy Mr.
1: Troy Hill. Jack, All are you getting a jersey? Are no. you getting a jersey?
2: No, because he's old, so he'll probably gone in for two years. <sighs>
1: uh, but seriously, Jack, how excited out of 10 are 10?
2: 12. I, t- I, 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 I said, fuck your scale,
1: I'm going for 12. I thought you were going to go 7 to upset me, but 12. Mate, he is a little bit senior, a bit older, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm not looking at him as he's going to be the solution for the next 10 years. Um, he's just going to come in and PFF's best slot corner over the last two years. Um, can play a little bit on the outside. He is just a really, really, really productive player. Um, it was probably my biggest gripe of last offseason. They didn't bring in a slot. Kevin Johnson ain't one. Um, and they have gone and addressed it. And they addressed it. This is aggressive, um, it's a good deal. 24 over four. We haven't seen the numbers, but it's going to have an out after two years because all their deals do. Yeah, I was going to say, Jack, track?
0: I wonder, curious what you were thinking of that contract. Do you think it's going to be a two and two?
2: Yeah, I, I would be shocked if it's not a two and two.
1: Who was our slot cornerback uh, last year?
2: So Good Kevin question. Johnson, but he,
0: who was he's, signed he's to be slot. our slot and then who didn't play slot and then it ended up being what? Robert Jackson for MJ a Stewart.
2: while.
0: MJ Stewart. Yeah, it was a it was what badass. happened was is when ward went out and we started shuffling around you had mitch on one side so then you shifted johnson who was originally signed to play slot and then it just went to hell in a handbasket very quick
2: pretty much it's an expensive
1: it's an expensive uh hire jack
2: no so six million a year is it's really cheap um considering the the productivity you're going to get so if you look at a place like pff they value it much more important than an edge rusher because they affect so much of the passing game and you look where does the other team want to throw the ball right between the hash marks where is who's between the hash marks your slot corner so uh, it's really really important teams are playing with three wide receivers you've got to have if you're going up against the chiefs if you're going up against the Bills if you haven't got a slot corner out there that can deal with that third wide receiver, you are getting slaughtered.
0: So Interesting. What, what we'll do is, you know, one of the questions we got from our listeners was slot corner versus outside corner. So just to give kind of people an idea, you know, if you're not hundred percent familiar with defensive formations, so slot corners are going to be the guys that line up in the alley or in the slot, which is going to be closest to the tight end, not necessarily all the way to the outside. So generally your outside corners are going to be your taller, maybe a little rangier athletes because they're covering taller receivers. You know, you put the AJ Greens, the Kenny Galladay's, you know, you put your bigger guys on the outside and then you put your, you know, Andrew Hawkins and your little shifty slot guys, the Juju Smith Schuster's. They're smaller, they're shiftier, they're more agile. The thing was, is Belichick started messing with people by making his slots all of a sudden tight ends. And then all of a sudden now you have linebackers, or I have, a t- I have a cornerback like, you know, Troy Hill, for example, is 5'11". So some slots like Mike Hilton are 5'9". Well, now I have a slot corner and Mike Hilton guarding maybe a tight end like Rob Gronkowski. You can see how the matchup then becomes a nightmare. So over the course of the last few years, as teams are putting more and more wide receivers out there, they're trying to break up the roles and the positions by saying, all right, let's put the big guys on the outside. Let's put the small guys on the inside because it's easier in space for them to get open. So wide receivers, wide receivers will run these things called option routes digs where in essence, they'll come off the line. They'll look at a linebacker, whoever's covering them, and they'll make a quick move, whether it's an inside move, an outside move, or maybe they'll do a stutter and try to get up the seam. Troy Hill will mainly guard those inside guys. However, he has the versatility to play outside. So when we talk about corners like Adoree Jackson or Casey Hayward or now that Kyle Fuller has been released, we're talking about outside guys. Troy Hill is a slot inside cornerback that's just going to be generally a different skill set. But in the modern day defense that position is becoming more and more and more important in defensive schemes.
2: Yeah, and it's it's a super hard position to do because generally if you're playing outside, the dude's going to run at you or they cut inside they, they, they the only ways they can go they can't go the other way because there's a boundary um whereas you have to be so agile and sort of ready to move different ways if you're playing in that slot because they can go so many different directions so it really keeps you on your toes and that's why you you want a veteran in there you don't want to draft someone and go yeah you go play the hardest position within the secondary um and then put them under incredible pressure straight on um but no, it's why you want someone that can do a bit of everything. And obviously, if, if, if you're passing on receivers to other dudes, you've got to be incredibly smart to do that role as well because it's not like you're just going to go man up. You're someone on the boundary. You might have to pass that guy to a safety um, or get someone who's cutting a cross route. Um, you've got to be ready. So he is a great player to have there. And uh, it's going to be a massive upgrade, but it's going to be one of them weird ones where sometimes they're going to go for the bigger slot and they'll might have Delpit there. They might then um, bring Troy Hill in and there's going to be times where they'll, Hey, they'll have both out there.
1: Do you think this means we're not drafting a cornerback in the first round of the 2021 draft?
2: No, there's still a desperate need for outside corner. Um, You'll generally carry five, I would say, on the roster. Um, Outside corners, we've got two in Ward and Greedy. So uh, I I would expect someone else to be signed. They might go cheaper in a Gary and Conley just because Hill can play outside as well. Um, But yeah, there's bigger names out there. Dory Jackson, Malcolm Butler, Haywood, um, Carl Fuller. Um, I I think they'll still make a move.
0: Hey, Jack, we will quote the famous Andrew Berry. You can never have enough defensive backs. You can never have enough cornerbacks. Slight difference in the interpretation of the word, but the overall theme is the same. You're right. Even realistically say they go out and sign another cornerback um, or use one at the top. You're talking about Denzel Ward. You're talking about Grady Williams. You're talking about Troy Hill and then a fourth guy. So you need to be strong from CB1 to CB4. And then now you start filling in the guys like the MJ Stewarts and stuff towards the back half of that corner room. So there is room for another corner. Th- this does not take them out of the market. Now, financially, it may limit them until we see kind of maybe how much Hill's getting in the first two years versus what signing bonus, you know, until we see really the numbers of this deal. That may tell us a little bit on what they're capable of doing because we are starting to starting to chip away at some of that rollover. Now, we're going to make roster transactions and stuff, obviously, going up there, there. We just needed to get under the cap for the start of the year. But yeah, at the end of the day, I don't think this takes us out of the market. It just may shift around some money a little bit more.
2: Yeah, no. And just to touch on the salary cap, because there was the announcement of the TV deal today. It was always expected to be a doubling of the deal. So people are like, wow, it's gone up 100% or just under 100%. We knew that all along. Uh, that that was the expectation. The salary cap doesn't just go up the next year to $300 million, as some people are talking about. It's going to go up gradual. So um let's let's just say a guess hey they're, they're going to go all the way to say 200 million next year up 20 million and then they'll probably just keep a, an increase of about 15 million a year and um, there's still 30 to 40 million outstanding of covid losses that the legal account for um so it, yeah it, it's not going to just turn around next year and be 250 million 300 million as some people have tweeted me and said oh don't worry there's salary caps this and it's going there because the tv deals aren't flat as well the tv deals they will have the increases in and so that money will keep going up what the tv companies are paying so yeah don't get overhyped that the cap's going to be 280 next year it's not happening
0: any other uh news out there in Brownsland? uh let's see what do we see today paul we saw some transactions which ones did you see
1: yeah, the wide receiver,
0: uh, Natson JoJo Natson, the famous number 19, coming back to rep Bernie's number. Uh, Jack, 10 seconds. We think he's
2: wide receiver six? He He's battling for wide receiver six. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if that's potentially a battle with Hodge um, for who they like more. Um, I would probably keep Hodge um, just because if, if they're, adding, they're going to add a draft pick in there, if you've got your three main dudes donovan people's jones a draft pick then you've got a battle for hodge versus um judging so i don't think he's a lock i I think it just gives them an interesting option because hey if if they like someone else and as we've discussed before there's going to be injuries so it's just because we're sat here going everything's rosy You, you could easily have one of them big three dudes higgins just to throw a name out there could be injured in camp and out for the season
0: the only thing I think is when I saw the Jojo Natson, I have a funny feeling they called the Dory Jackson and he said, I'm not all that interested. Everything that you see out there is a Dory Jackson's looking to go to the West coast. He's trying to find, you know, he's from USC. He's a West coast guy, Rams chargers. He's probably looking to go West. That would be the only thing I see is you're likely not going to bring in a Dory Jackson. If you already have Jonah, Jojo Natson just because, there's not really a benefit there. So that was the only thing I saw with that move where we could be looking at JoJo Natson's basically covering a role. And now they look for just a traditional wide receiver um, or a traditional cornerback that doesn't do return. Uh, and they also just-
1: signed an O liner.
0: Well, we brought him back. We brought back the famous Greg Sinat. The Cowboys stole him. And we said, no, 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 my friend, you are coming back.
2: And I think that's enough on him. <laughs>
0: Just to give people a quick thing, he was just an offensive lineman we brought in in beginning of last year. He was on our practice squad for, I think, about six or seven weeks. The Cowboys offensive line turned to a steaming pile of dog poo. The Cowboys signed him to their active roster, and now he is back. That's pretty much the summary of Greg Sinat.
2: Can can I throw the first player that left out there while we've got three minutes left? Kevin Johnson. I want to start Larry Ogunjobi, Larry Ogunjobi. Wow. That was a lot of money. Um, it was a lot more than I thought it'd be.
0: Spotrack got something right, huh?
2: No, it wasn't quite 9 million, <laughs> 9 and a half that, the million that they predicted, but it, it was, I, th- I think it's the max is six and a half. I don't know if it's nearer five, but um, yeah, I, I was thinking three, three and a half million is where that deal would lie. So uh, yeah, he, he's done well. Um, good luck to him but Nick Chubb is going to have fun running through the middle of that defense.
0: Well, to be fair, that's for a lot of reasons with the Bengals, but yeah, I I think it just kind of shows you that the, the interior defensive line hasn't been as hot of a market. I mean, Henry Anderson didn't get a lot of money. Uh, Quentin Jefferson didn't get a lot of money. Malcolm Brown, obviously on the trade, there really hasn't been a lot of action on the inside. Even Shelby Harris kind of was a little bit under market. So I think that just speaks to the, uh, Casey and Sue are
2: the two interesting names
0: there yeah the veterans are out there but uh yeah uh, Kevin Johnson he's heading off to the Titans uh so he's returning back to his familiar roots in the AFC South um it is official that we signed per uh well per the Browns we obviously signed Malcolm Smith so that's official um really from a Brown standpoint I, I would expect them to make some other moves here. Uh, there's a lot of guys out there and, you know, they're starting to chip away a little bit into their money. So, you know, wouldn't be shocked if they just throw a restructure out there and maybe they're just to bump up that, uh, that amount, but we're going to see. I still tell me what that D edge, man. I'm, I'm still thinking clowny or maybe even a Melvin Ingram or something. So I did find it out also that Rashad Perriman got more money than Rashad Higgins, but that's a point.
2: I think you pay Perriman more. Just because you've gone and done it. A um, few different places. Doesn't have that. I, I, I don't know how much it hurt Higgins, but just the the uh, issue with the drag racing and weed and stuff um, might have just called any think, market that was there. Yeah,
0: I think that I think that probably knocked a few bucks off. But, hey, we're glad to have him back. Um, I think that gives them an entire off-season to figure out how we're going to work these different levels on the routes, uh, which we talked a lot a little bit about yesterday. My guy, the Red Rifle, officially Bears starting quarterback, coming on out here to Chicago. Can't wait to see Andy. Uh, the Red Rifle lives on.
1: Yeah.
2: I, I I think that's it for today's pod. So, uh, no, uh, guys,
1: to- Andy, Anthony Walker visiting the Browns today, fifth round pick, uh, yes. starts at the Colts. I
0: think maybe he's an insurance policy if Goodson doesn't come back. I think he's just kind of your typical every down. Kid out of Northwestern here in Chicago, solid player. Reached out to a couple of my buddies with the Colts. They've always kind of just thought he was a decent player, nothing great, but you know if they want to bring him in on the cheap deal, come on down. Yeah, physical he, guy.
2: He's a uh, he's well liked, uh, leader of the defense. Really, really smart dude, but just not that great of football is the is the issue. Um, so some of them PFF numbers, the tackling numbers, great, but every where B.J. Goodson was the second in the league. He's 20th, but all the other stuff is pretty grim. Um, so, yeah, I I don't think it's a good move, but, hey, I, I'm happy to get surprised if he comes in and does better. Um, just a breakdown of those numbers. Um, he's
1: tied.
2: Um, oh, I've lost it. Going to have to stall for me.
1: Uh, guys, or Ian, I'll ask you the question while we're waiting on Jack. What do you feel about the new second quarterback at Buffalo Bills, Mitch Trubisky?
0: I mean, I, I appreciate Buffalo going out there and getting a more accurate quarterback than what they have now. Um, I think having that key backup quarterback, honestly, I I, I like the move for Mitch. I think that's a, a nice place for him. You know, not very far, obviously, from where he grew up. Uh, right? Toledo. Up no, he's actually from Mentor, so he's the east side of Cleveland guy. So he's yeah. just going up that way. But, yeah, I mean, it's a good signing for them. Give him a chance to kind of develop maybe under uh, their offensive coordinator, Brian Dayball, who may be having a head coaching opportunity next year, and he would have a quarterback that maybe is familiar with the system. So good for Mitch.
2: The final numbers on um... – Wilson's deal for uh, performance last year. Um, so 98 linebackers that qualified for the threshold. He finished tied 74th for PFF overall, 80th in run defense, 20th in tackling grade, 53rd in pass rush and 55th in coverage. So the conclusion is PFF aren't a fan of that, um, whereas they have loved all the other moves. So who knows? It could be a power play to try get Goodson over the line, um, but it's one that... Hey, it's underwhelming, but quite frankly, that that's how I feel about the linebacker position overall. Um, yeah, I think
0: that's the overall takeaway is is I think they're bringing him in to kick the tires, see what they got. I mean, he's not a great and he's not a terrible player. Um, like I said, he's just been productive on that Colts defense playing alongside Darius Leonard. So no problems with it, even if they sign it, not going to, you know, probably stop the uh, the presses and do a podcast about it, but
1: I just want to say thanks a lot for all the DMs I got today. My inbox was full of messages of people loving the podcast. It means a lot, obviously. We're probably the only big podcast that doesn't do any subscriptions. So having nice, kind words or hate to Jack and Ian in my inbox always does make me happy.
2: Yeah, we've gone rogue today. Too much uh, Troy Hill love, so we're up to 18 minutes now, so... uh... Cheers for hanging in there with us and Joe Brown.
1: Joe Brown. Go browns.